This is This Week in the Mountain West with Nate Kreckman. He's in the open, and it looks like he's in. He is! This is Troy Calhoun, head coach of the United States Air Force Academy. This is Brian Harson, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. Down the left sideline, 20, 10, see ya! This is Jeff Tetford. This is Nick Rolovich. This is Jay Norvell, head coach at the University of Nevada. They'll roll, they'll throw downhill, wide open at the goal line, bobbling, holding, touchdown! This is Rocky Long. This is Tony Sanchez. This is Brent Brennan. This is Mike Bobo, head coach of the CSU Rams. Pass on the right side, intercepted! Looking for the home run ball, he's got it! This is Craig Bull. This is Gary Anderson. This is Bob Davey, head coach of the University of New Mexico. He catches it in stride at the 25! This is Craig Thompson, commissioner of the Mountain West. And you are listening to This Week in the Mountain West. All right, welcome into the Week 3 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm your host, Nate Kreckman. The story of Week 1 in the conference continued to be the story in Week 2. And that is Mountain West teams beating Power 5 opponents and further sending the message that the league is as deep as it has been in years. San Diego State with a road win at UCLA and Hawaii coming back to beat Oregon State. Give the Mountain West a 2-2 two two record against the Power 5 last week. It's now six wins this year for the conference and we're only two weeks into the season. As a whole, the Mountain West has won 15 of its first 22 games, which is the best 22 two-game start in the conference since 2008. In fact, the only winless team in the league is Fresno State, and the Bulldogs are the defending conference champions and the preseason pick to win the West Division. They've lost a pair of one-score games to USC and Minnesota. Boise State is the 22nd-ranked team in the country in both the AP and coaches polls, while Hawaii and Wyoming, both off to 2-0 starts, are receiving votes in the coaches poll. Coming up on this week's show, we'll recap all the Week 2 action and get you caught up with the highlights from around the conference. And we'll check in on Boise State and Hawaii. Bob Beeler, the voice of the Broncos, and Bobby Curran, the voice of the Rainbow Warriors, are the featured guests on this week's show. It's the Week 3 edition of This Week in the Mountain West, and you have it here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Bob Davey, head coach of the New Mexico Lobos. We'll be back with more This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. With unrivaled landscapes that provide a quality of life unlike any in the country, you'll find us immersed at the peak of nature's splendor through a gateway of opportunity which leads to academic and personal growth that is beyond compare. Our students learn at the peak of achievement. And as our more than 5,000 student-athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. Come to play in Las Vegas. See the best in college basketball shine on America's biggest stage. The Mountain West Basketball Championships return to Las Vegas, March 1st through 7th. Join the March to Madness at the MW.com slash 2020 or your team's athletic ticket office. The Mountain West Basketball Championships in Las Vegas. Come to play. With 12 institutions nestled in the nation's most desirable destinations, you'll see us enjoying life at the peak of celebration. As you witness us not only win, but win the right way, you'll find us competing at the peak of integrity. As our more than 5,000 student-athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing 
at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. This is Rocky Long, head coach of the San Diego State Aztecs. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Biggest win of Week 2 in the Mountain West. San Diego State knocks off UCLA at the Rose Bowl 23-14 last Saturday. Ryan Agnew throws for a career-high 293 yards. Back and going downfield. Got a catch inside the five-yard line. Fighting for the goal line. Touchdown, Aztecs! What a tremendous play by Kobe Smith. Ted Leitner on Extra Fox Sports 1360 in San Diego. The Aztecs, a perfect 2-0 to start the year. Boise State wins again. Their true freshman quarterback, Hank Bachmeyer, runs for one touchdown and throws for another in a 14-7 victory over Marshall last Friday. Third and nine. Bachmeyer gets the snap. Steps up in the pocket, throws it over the middle. It's caught by Hightower at the 30, splits defenders, and scores the touchdown. John Hightower with the touchdown. That's Bob Beeler from Learfield IMG College. Boise State is 2-0, ranked number 22. In Hawaii, the Rainbow Warriors make it 2-for-2 this year against the Pac-12, beating Oregon State 31-28. Cole McDonald throws four touchdown passes to the Mountain West Offensive Player of the Week, JoJo Ward. Cole McDonald, dead center of the field, takes the shotgun snap. He's looking, has a man. JoJo Ward is open. Touchdown, Hawaii. Bobby Curran on ESPN 14-20. Excellent start to the season for Hawaii. Wyoming at Texas State Cowboys trailing at the half, but their defense would get them back in it in the third quarter. One more to the right to throw. Jensen, this is picked off, and it's going back the other way. Is picked up by Hall. Hall's going to take it the distance. Touchdown, Cowboys. Dave Walsh from Learfield IMG College. Tyler Hall, a 72-yard pick six. Wyoming is 2-0. They beat Texas State 23-14. Colin Hill throws four touchdown passes as Colorado State blows out Western Illinois 38-13. And Utah State racks up 717 total yards in beating Stony Brook 62-7 in Logan. We'll talk more Boise State with the voice of the Broncos, Bob Beeler, next after these words from your local station. This is Gary Anderson, head coach, Utah State University. We'll be right back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Brian Harson, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Boise State is 2-0. The Broncos coming off a 14-7 home win over Marshall last Friday night. They've moved up to number 22 in both the AP and coaches polls. Portland State heads into Albertson Stadium on Saturday night. Joining us right now, the voice of the number 22 Boise State Broncos for Learfield IMG College. It is Bob Beeler. Bob, welcome back to the show. Glad to be with you there, Nate. And as we look at uh, this game for Boise State, second of three in a row at home, so chance maybe to work on a few things against Portland State and get to 3-0. and Let's start at quarterback. The true freshman Hank Bachmeyer wins the job in camp. He's had some highlights, but also some freshman moments. What's the evaluation of Bachmeyer two games into his Boise State tenure? Boy, I really like what I see. You could just see the ball the way it zips out of his hand. You know, you have to expect some, you know, some growing pains. You know, we were talking the other day on our show down in Boise about, you know, maybe what kind of grades you'd give them for things like arm strength. You know, you gave him really good great grades for that. Accuracy is one you think he's probably going to get a little better at as he has more experience. 
awareness is something that you're expecting that he's going to get a little bit better. But boy, the intangibles, and you just look at things, leadership looks like he is going to be a very good quarterback for Boise State. And, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he looks like when we get down to, say, week 10 of this season. It's been a bit of a committee with Mahone and Alani in the backfield to replace Alexander Madison, who had a fine debut with the Vikings, by the way. And Monster and Richardson's production had to be made up in the past catching game. How is that skill position talent coming along here in the early going for Boise State? I think it's looking pretty good. Robert Mahone had the big game against Florida State where he rushed for 142 yards on 24 carries. He didn't do much in the first half against Marshall. Uh, George Helani was the guy in the Marshall game. He had 22 carries for 103 yards. So maybe the smart money this week in the Portland State game is that Andrew Van Buren is going to be the running back to go over 100 yards. He is one of the three that they expected to, to share time. Uh, he hasn't had as many carries. He's fumbled it a couple of times, which I think has hurt him. Uh, Mahone uh, stories, people were on the sidelines saying that they thought maybe he had a shoulder injury or something with the shoulder that kept him out of action. He did not come on the field in the second half, so it was the true freshman, Helani. And then Boise State you know, gets the big play for a touchdown, John Hightower, something we saw last year. And then uh, Khalil Shakir has become a big target, 13 catches for him. He's coming into his own. C.T. Thomas, who I think is the most reliable receiver, did not play in the Marshall game. He is like a Mr. Third and Mr. Fourth down. He had uh, five catches for 103 yards against uh, against Florida State. And then the guy that I think maybe is going to be used maybe better this year, a guy that really looks competent, tight end John Bates. He has eight catches in the first two games of the season. Last year as the leading tight end receiver, he had 10 the whole season. So I don't know if it's something with what Zach Hill is calling or what uh, Hank Bachmeyer is seeing, but it looks like the tight end is becoming a little more of a weapon, at least receiving-wise, this year than last year. Yeah, good production from that position. Let's talk about that Florida State game, a part of that big week one for the Mountain West against the Power Five conferences. They beat the ACC. That was Boise State winning 36-31 on the road at Florida State. Bob, how did the team deal with the challenges of that Florida State game, of the time change, of the venue change in the game becoming a true road game, and then the huge comeback victory. Uh, what did that game do for Brian Harson and his team? Well, I think it gave him a lot of confidence against you know a, a you know a good team in a in a tough setting. It was hot, it was humid. Boise State ended up being the better conditioned team in the game, and I think that's a lot of the reason why they were able to prevail at the end of the game. They shut Florida State out in the second half. They scored 17 points themselves, so they were able to come back from a 31-19 halftime deficit. Uh, you know, I, I think as far as the players go, having the game time switch or having the you know venue switch, it was a road game. They flew all the way across the country. The only thing really that they ended up with was a two-and-a-half-hour bus ride on the day before the game from Jacksonville over to uh, uh, Tallahassee. You know, it was going to be a home game for the Seminoles anyway. I mean, you know, if you look at the crowd at uh, at the Jaguar Stadium, I'm sure it would have been, you know, 90% for Florida State, and it certainly was a similar percentage in the game in, in Tallahassee. The thing that I thought helped them in the game at, at Doe Campbell was when they moved it and they made the seats general admission Boise State's fans all got to sit real close right down behind the bench, and I think they were more of a factor noise-wise in the game than they would have been over in Jacksonville because you would have had to sit in the signed seats. So 
uh, a break for Boise State in that regard. Yeah, nice setup there. Let's talk defensively. Curtis Weaver, Mountain West preseason defensive player of the year, already two sacks this season. Right now, Bob, what's the buzz in terms of NFL future for Curtis Weaver? How high could he go? Well, Boise State guys have done well in the draft, and and the way he's playing, he looks like he's a difference maker. I mean, I'm sure the scouts will you know want to work him through combine type things to see if he you know is exactly what they're looking for. But he he's been a guy over the last you know two plus years at Boise State that has been you know just super outstanding, super productive. He's the active career sack leader in the country. You watch teams; they really want to pay attention to where he is. So I think. You know, sometimes when you're the one that's targeted for, you've got to probably work a little harder, be a little smarter, and be a little better to be able to get to get sacks. You know, Florida State, you can just tell watching that game, they knew exactly where he was, and I'm sure Marshall game planned against him. But I think this is a group effort. I mean, this team has not given up a point in the second half in two games. They gave up no first downs last week to Marshall, only four first downs to Florida State. And this is a team that, you know, when I look at what they are defensively, and, and DeAndre Pierce, who I think is one of their better players, has played very little. He uh, was out for most of the Florida State game and then did not dress against Marshall. So, you know, they're minus one of their better players. It really hasn't been a, been a factor so far in the season because of health. But defensive line has looked good. They've gotten good play at linebacker. The secondary has been good. Um you know, I thought the defense would be good, but they've exceeded what I thought they could do as a group. Yeah, that defense coming off a second-half shutout against Marshall. Boise State, the number 22 team in the country. They are 2-0. and They will take on Portland State on Saturday night. Bob Beeler is the voice of the Boise State Broncos for Learfield IMG College, and it's always great to have him on the show. Bob, thanks so much. Thanks so much. Look forward to visiting the rest of the season. Up next, we'll check in with Hawaii and the voice of the Rainbow Warriors, Bobby Curran. That's when we return on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Tony Sanchez, head coach of the UNLV Rebels. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. With unrivaled landscapes that provide a quality of life unlike any in the country, you'll find us immersed at the peak of nature's splendor through a gateway of opportunity which leads to academic and personal growth that is beyond compare. Our students learn at the peak of achievement. And as our more than 5,000 student-athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. Come to play in Las Vegas. See the best in college basketball shine on America's biggest stage. The Mountain West Basketball Championships return to Las Vegas March 1st through 7th. Join the March to Madness at the MW.com slash 2020 or your team's athletic ticket office. The Mountain West Basketball Championships in Las Vegas. Come to play. With 12 institutions nestled in the nation's most desirable destinations, you'll see us enjoying life at the peak of celebration. As you witness us not only win, but win the right way, you'll find us competing at the peak of integrity. As our more than 5,000 student-athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. 
This is Nick Rolovich, head coach of the University of Hawaii football. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Hawaii now 2-0 after beating Oregon State 31-28 last Saturday night at Aloha Stadium. That's two Power 5 wins for Hawaii in a season for the first time since 06. Nick Rolovich and the Rainbow Warriors with a tough one this Saturday as they'll go on the road to number 22, Washington. Joining us right now, the voice of the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors on a great affiliate ESPN 14 20 there in Honolulu, Bobby Curran. Bobby, welcome to the show. Well, thanks, Nate, and aloha for you, too. It is good to have you on the program, Bobby. Turnovers plagued Cole McDonald in the opener against Arizona. He had a much cleaner game last week against Oregon State. What did you see in terms of improvement in McDonald's performance? Well, I, I think that he was able to get, again, great protection up front. I think he eliminated some of his tendency to want to go for the home run ball. I mean, they kind of worked with him during the week and said, look, there's nothing wrong with 10 or 12 yards. I mean, if that's what they're giving you, take the 10 or 12. You don't have to go. You don't have to throw the long ball all the time. If you, if you constantly get your 12 to 15, the long ball will open up, and he seemed to be a little better with that last week. You know, Bobby, I had a great chat with Cole McDonald at Media Day in Las Vegas, and such a good player, obviously. He's leading that Hawaii team to eight wins in a bowl game last year. They're 2-0 and this year. You know, Bobby, the long blonde dreads, the highlight plays. Is he a bit of a rock star there in Hawaii? Well, he's got a little bit of that. I think his problem is that the backup, who's very good, was you know the first-team All-State quarterback from St. Louis. And that's a place that produced Marcus Mariota and Tua Tango Vailoa. And his name is Shevin Cordero. So while people are very appreciative of Cole's, you know, his Cole's talents, and as you know, Nate, from meeting him in person, he's kind of a, he's got the NFL look. He's got the, he's, he's got a built like an Adonis. He's 6'4", he's 220, he's sculpted. <laughs> He can wing it all over the lot, but he's not from Hawaii. And when you got a backup quarterback who's very good, who's from here, it probably minimizes a little bit what would normally be a love affair. Interesting situation there. Yeah, and Javen Cordero came into the opener. He played well down the stretch right there. But I would assume for now, Bobby, it's Cole McDonald's job. Well, absolutely. It is Cole McDonald's job. It's funny because... I ran into I was over at the school. I ran into him today and had a nice chat with him. He's a terrific kid. I mean, he's easy to like, and he's gifted. So I just think for him, it's playing within the offense. Not only is he well-protected, but he's got four incredibly fleet receivers. I mean, the one thing about Hawaii's receiving court, they're not very big, but they are good, and they are especially fast. Let's talk about those receivers a little bit. JoJo Ward, four touchdown catches in the Oregon State game. Cedric Bird had four touchdowns against Arizona. If the question was who was going to replace the production of John Ursua, I would say Nick Rolovich certainly has his answer. Well, he's got a couple of answers. I'll tell you, another kid who's really ready to break out is Jared Smart. Now, he's a first-year player here out of junior college. He's the son of Keith Smart the former Indiana basketball star, people of a certain age will remember, he had the winning shot for Bobby Knight in the NCAA championship game. His dad is now a coach, and ironically, even though it's a different sport, Jared Smart has that coach's son thing, 
where he picked up the, the nuances of the run and shoot. The coaches will tell you faster than anybody they've ever seen who had never played it before. And he is proving to be a really good player. So Hawaii's got plenty of weapons. There's a couple of more guys that we haven't even got to. One of them, Melky Stovall, is a great return guy. He got in at the slot. He's the Cal transfer. And, man, he is a – he's probably the fastest kid on the team. Bobby, all is well when you're 2-0 and you beat two Pac-12 teams and the four-wide run and shoot seems to be humming. But where can Hawaii still tighten things up before we get into conference play? Well, I think there's a couple of things. Again, some of this relies on, on Cole's judgment. I mean, he just has to be able – to take what's there. I mean, I, I know he's got big ambitions. He's worked incredibly hard in the offseason. So sometimes, you know, he wants the big play. I, I just think he's going to have to exercise some patience. Defensively, though, where Hawaii might have some issues. And while Cal did beat uh, Jacob Eason and the Huskies last week in an incredible marathon game, uh, but the weather delay, three-and-a-half-hour weather delay. But I think if you don't get pass rush, and Hawaii so far hasn't shown that they can rush the passer. If you don't and you're up against Jacob Eason and those receivers from UW, you can be in for a long night. So they've got a couple of injuries at linebacker. I, I generally like this team's guts and gumption, but they might be just a little overmatched defensively against the best of the Pac-12, which I think Washington's going to prove to be, and maybe the best of the Mountain West also. Nick Rolovich, year number four there in Hawaii, one of my favorite guys in the Mountain West. Bobby, what does he mean to that program at Hawaii? Well, I mean, as a guy who was much loved as a player, he engineered a 9-3 and three season here under June Jones, and it was just fabulous, included – a win at the fi his final game of his college career was a 72-45 beatdown of then number eight BYU, and it was something that just is still lingers in the memory of Hawaii fans. I mean, they appreciate what he did, and he's also uh, he's just a kind of as you know he's kind of a character. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's the one that brought the fortune teller to the most recent Mountain West meetings in uh, in Henderson. Uh, and just now it's come out that he had, his plan this weekend was to take the team across Lake Washington on a boat. They're staying in Bellevue across Lake Washington. He, was gonna, you know, he had a yacht that was going to be donated, and they were planning on taking the team by boat to Husky Stadium. It had never been done by an opponent. I mean, there's plenty of fans that show up on boats there, but he's just he's an out-of-the-box guy. He wants to make it fun. He wants to get the program some national attention, but he's also all about winning. I just think he might be the perfect guy to be at Hawaii right now. And he's having plenty of success. Hawaii gets ready to take on Washington on the road this week on Saturday night. Bobby Curran, voice of the Rainbow Warriors on ESPN 1420 there in Honolulu, plus the host of the Bobby Curran Show. Uh, Bobby, a pleasure as always. Thank you so much. Have a great trip there to Washington. Enjoy the game. Aloha, Nate. See you, sir. We'll run down the entire Week 3 schedule around the Mountain West when we come back after these words from your local station. This is Brent Brennan, head coach of the San Jose State Spartans. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. 
This is Troy Calhoun, head coach of the Air Force Academy. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Nine games in the Mountain West this week, so a nonad of non-conference action, so to speak. It means group of nine. I looked it up. Okay, we get it going early Saturday with a front-range matchup at Folsom Field in Boulder. The United States Air Force Academy and the University of Colorado located a mere 84 miles apart, but they have not squared off on the gridiron in 41 years. That changes with Air Force at CU at 11 a.m. Mountain Time on the Pac-12 Network. Both teams going in undefeated. Air Force coming off a bye after piling up 423 yards on the ground in Week 1. Then at 12.30 Mountain Time, New Mexico visits number 7 Notre Dame on NBC. Head coach Bob Davey will not accompany the Lobos to face his former team. He'll stay home in Albuquerque by doctor's orders. UNLV visits Northwestern at 12.30 Pacific on Saturday afternoon. You can watch that game on the Big Ten Network. Colorado State will try to beat Arkansas in back-to-back years when they head to Fayetteville at 2 p.m. Mountain Time in a game you can see on the SEC Network and stream on the Watch ESPN app. Wyoming trying to start 3-0 for the first time since 2011. The Cowboys host the Idaho Vandals at War Memorial Stadium in Laramie at 3 o'clock Mountain Stream that game on ESPN3. Same platform for Weber State at Nevada kicking off at 4 p.m. Pacific time. Good opportunity for a bounce-back performance from the Wolfpack. For our listeners in Hawaii, we know you're fans of Bobby Curran, and you'll be watching the Rainbow Warriors at number 23 Washington on the Pac-12 Network at 1.30 in the afternoon Hawaii time that's 4:30 Pacific Cole McDonald and Hawaii looking to make it three straight over the Pac-12 to open this 2019 season San Diego State riding high after their win over UCLA the Aztecs visit New Mexico State with that game kicking off at 5 p.m. Pacific time you stream that game on flowfootball.com and we'll close out the Saturday action at 8:15 Mountain Time with number 22 Boise State taking on Portland State on the blue turf of Albertson Stadium on ESPN2 and the Watch ESPN app. It's the first meeting between the Broncos and Vikings since 2005. Fresno State, San Jose State, and Utah State all idle this week. And that will do it for the Week 3 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm Nate Kreckman. Enjoy your Saturday. This is Craig Thompson, Commissioner of the Mountain West. We'll talk to you next week right here. Right here. Right here on This Week in the Mountain West.